The following is a fourth hand production. Operation Northwoods, the plan, which had the written approval of the chairman and every member of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, called for innocent people to be shot on American streets, for boats carrying refugees fleeing Cuba to be sunk on the high seas, for a wave of violent terrorism to be launched in Washington DC, Miami, and elsewhere. People would be framed for bombings they did not commit, planes would be hijacked. Using phony evidence, all of it would be blamed on Castro, thus giving the government the excuse, as well as the public and international backing they needed to launch their war. Luckily John F. Kennedy was moral enough to put a stop to it, but did that get him killed? Find out this week on Hysteria 51. Oh, and I know this music has nothing to do with the topic other than it is Cuban, but I dig it so back off. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you kill these fools? I'm not crazy! This hysteria. You can't handle the truth! 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 Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that loves everything from Cuba. It's cigars, it's sandwiches, even it's peats. This is Hysteria 51. They call me Cuban Pete. I'm the king of the rumba beat. When I play the maracas, I go tick, 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 Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, we're your hosts and co-conspirators, John Goforth and Brent Hand. Man, I've got certain information, all right? Certain things have come to light, and, you know, has it ever occurred to you that uh, instead of, uh, you know, running around uh, uh, blaming me, you know, given the nature of all this new shit, you know, this could be a a, a lot more... uh, 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 complex. I mean, it's not just, it might not be just such a simple, uh, you know? What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Well, tonight, kids, we'll be blathering about a real conspiracy. Buckle your seatbelts. I hope you're ready. An actual real. You can't chalk this one up to Looney Tunes tinfoil hat crazies. <laughs> nope, this one was real. <laughs> and there are documents to prove it. Put it down on your calendars, kids. We're actually doing a real one. That's right. Real U.S. government documents certified, released through the Freedom of Information Act that prove... Jack shit. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> you, you don't even know what the topic is. You weren't here for the pre-show meeting. Doesn't matter. You're saying documents prove something. They don't. You want documents. I'll get you documents. Where the fuck are they going to get... You want get... a toe? I can get you a toe. Believe me, there are ways, dude. You don't want to know about it. Believe me. Yeah, but Walter. Hell, I'd get you towed by three o'clock this afternoon with nail polish. That other voice you're hearing is the third host of the show and can double as a graphing calculator, the one and only conspiracy bot. I'd rather have the graphing calculator. Uh, Cbot is a robot I built in my lab to help edit, host, and kind of research the show, but instead, he just drinks, interrupts, and makes a mess. Cbot. What are you going on about now? The point I was trying to make before I was so rudely interrupted is that documents don't prove anything. Here, I'll show you. <laughs> it's been a while. I'd blow the dust off this one. going to be here a while. You don't have any cards? <laughs> oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait. 
<laughs> he teased us. We're not. You know, we're, we're not waiting any longer. <laughs> All right, what do we have here? Uh, I do buy here by swear I I alone pulled the trigger. Yada yada yada. Dallas, Texas. Yada yada yada. Book depository. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. Brent. Uh, he just printed your signed confession uh, to being the lone gunman that shot and killed JFK. There you go. Documented proof. I think I've made my point. Should I flip the breaker on the studio since you guys obviously don't need to do the show this week now? Also, I need to get this confession over to the FBI. Brent, can you throw me the keys to the mystery machine? so much no we're not canceling the show no you can't borrow my keys and uh spoiler alert i didn't kill jfk Shabbos. Shabbos. <laughs> <laughs> all right brent uh, all right before brent pops a vein uh, uh let's at least say hello to our guests uh returning guests i it's uh wow uh, uh, guests so nice we invited them twice the uh the the first one that we'll say hi to um i didn't think we were going to have back after two Smash Mouth rep- references in one episode, um, but he comes cheap, so uh, we at least that's and what- he films it. <laughs> I was about to drop a, a different joke there, but we'll, we'll stick with that one. Ryan Nolan, welcome back to the show. Oh. It's good to be back. Hey. Listen, listen to all the clapping that I'm doing. <laughs> Wait a hey, the two Smash Mouth references got me pushed up to first introduce this time. So that's uh, true. That's true. Let me think of. Let Kevin me think only of talks others. about stupid crap like Beatles and stuff. Speaking of the <laughs> other guests, <laughs> Kevin Crispin. I got a lot of rage right now. <laughs> stupid crap like Beatles. Well, there's Come a machine now. over there if you want to rage against something. Oh, oh. calm down, Tom Morello. Um. Rage is my department. Get your own shtick. Don't talk to Conspiracy Bot that way. <laughs> These clowns have not been on the show enough to talk to me directly. Brent, handle this. <laughs> yeah, there's a waiver you have to see. It's, you don't, you don't care. There's lots of, lots of legalities. Oh, man. Can so I guys, ask you guys a quick question? You may. Uh, have I, has anybody here ever owned a bed? Yes, a, a multiple. Bed. More than one, I think. I tell you what, I just got Uh-oh. a bed. What is it? It's a Casper mattress. Oh, oh! And Did you use promo code Hysteria Fifty One? Are we starting a That's right, kids. Yeah, Casper no, no, I wish. I wish I was doing that. Uh, no, but I just wanted to say that I I didn't have a bed for a number of reasons for about eight months, and this past week I just got a bed, and holy fuck, is it great owning a bed? Yeah. Um. So I spent some time in college sleeping on a couch for a number of reasons too and uh when you go back to a bed you're like the least of which is his odor (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah you're like holy crap uh you can actually be comfortable and sleep at the same time right and uh i just like to point out i'm 35 and we're nobody's proud of this (laughs) i'm proud of you thank you ryan uh, he's only proud because now he can has a spot for you to lay while he sketches you, <laughs> which is a weird conversation we had to go through after the last week's show. Did you ever decide you were going to do it? Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> why the hell are you here? <laughs> I well, get that question a I'll lot. I'll tell them why they're here. They're talking about false flag events, John. What the hell is a false flag event? We should we should let the listener know we're we're going to talk about uh, you know Operation Northwoods tonight and before we get in mm-hmm. to the actual operation we we toss the term false flag around a lot and because this this one uh the whole thing is a false flag event uh and it's kind of one of the best known ones and proven 
let's go through what it is. So what it is is when you go to put up the flag, but then you just run a pair of underwear up the flagpole. Salute your shorts. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Camp Anawana, we hold, hold you in our hearts. But when we think about you, it makes me want to fart. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the words. Get it right or pay the price. <laughs> I see. I see. He uh, plugged into the Comcast oh, yeah. subscription. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, John, so, false flag. So yeah, false flag. So. It's uh, like I said, Operation Northwoods is kind of the OG false flag operation for the modern day American military industrial complex. <laughs> it, not that it was first, but it's one of the few that have been proven. So before we get into the details, let's cover off on what it is. Right. Uh, to put it simply, a false flag operation is an operation conducted by one party or government that's made to appear as though it was sponsored by another party or government. Uh, the name comes from the good old days of naval war- warfare. Think of the times of of cannonballs and eye patches. Uh, ships would wave a false flag or, or the flag of an opposing country uh, in order to get in close enough to attack and kill their enemies. It was considered quite poor taste to do so, <laughs> right? And th- I mean, <laughs> by the by, the sailors that were in Davy Jones' locker, <laughs> right? Exactly. And it would be for any losers. any number of reasons, but it generally comes down to we want something they got. We don't have a good reason to invade, so let's make some shit up. Exactly. I like the sound of this. Continue. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad you approve. Uh, there are numerous examples of both suspected and proven false flags throughout history. I mean, you can even go back to biblical times when Nero burned Rome. Uh, he blamed the Christians. That's right. Uh, uh, for, uh, so here's Nero. Hey, uh, hey guys. Yeah, uh, Rome's. Rome burning that that really sucks. I I'm pretty sure it was those those Christians over there. We better crucify them for. Oh, it. Hey, uh, sounds great. Uh, glad we got the guilty parties, which is Christians should be strung up. Uh, can I just ask? Uh, was Rodney Dangerfield Roman? <laughs> <laughs> he nails all of his accents. Don't question it. Okay, my fault. <laughs> uh, which of these Christians should we uh, string up? All of them. Oh, uh, like all of them in the building over there. No, like every single one of them, period. <laughs> and from then on, it was known. Yeah, yeah. String them up. Who knew? Who knew? Thank you. Thank you. Speed Bucky was so was there. anti-Christian. Uh, from then on, it was known as a Nero side. But don't look that up. Oh, no, yeah, that, 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 up. that checks out. I'm with you. At least give us the chance to edit the Wikipedia page yeah. first. <laughs> But then in more modern times, uh, it's how World War II started. I think it's pronounced Gliwitz, the Gliwitz incident. It's when Germany faked an attack on themselves by Poland and then invaded Poland to counter the Polish aggression. Yeah, they had they had one of the German officers went out to the tracks, put his hand up. Those are Polish boots. Yep, this checks out. <laughs> Let's get them. Get in the tanks. Uh, and then last year, there was uh, this 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 wasn't actual violence, but mm-hmm. there was a literal false flag operation in politics. <laughs> this is uh, so uh, attendees of the 2017 conservative political action conference were tricked into waving Russian flags with the word Trump written on them. <laughs> that's what that's what they said after the fact when they realized they were being filmed. Whoops. Grab them by the pussy. <laughs> Hey, comrade, <laughs> grab, them, <laughs> grab them by the pussy, comrade. They're the most sorry, beautiful sorry. flags. They're the greatest flags I've ever seen. Just ask anybody. <laughs> They're amazing flags. Huge, huge flags. Biggest flags. So that's what a false flag is. And tonight's yarn involves our very own government cooking up a little mischief of similar sort. Right, John? 
Exactly. I just said that because you had to agree with it, me. It, it's, yeah, <laughs> the way you pose questions is, is beautiful. You should be a politician. You know what? No, so, it wasn't mischief. <laughs> so... What the hell is Operation Northwoods? We know what a false flag operation is. What was this operation? It has nothing to do with the 90s TV show Northern Exposure, which I'm actually kind of proud I even knew what that was. Though I read they are trying to bring that show uh, back. You guys think Rob Morrow listens to this show? I Well, I know that we're in... Um, telepathic conversation oh, okay he's remote sure. viewing yeah, yeah. Uh, if he's a gray if they did bring it back do you think he uh, you know he played joel do you think uh he you know he did virtually the entire series but if you're if you watch the show the last half of the last season he left and he was replaced <laughs> he was the becky character yeah, off of Roseanne. Yeah, yeah yeah and he was replaced by none other than paul provenza watch green room with paul provenza fantastic show uh the one with uh, patrick stewart Green room? <laughs> yeah, <Green>, yes. yes. <laughs> that was actually a really good movie. Okay. Most people don't remember this, but uh, but Paul Provenza, yeah, for the, the last half of the last season. Do you think if they brought it back, they'd bring back uh, Rob Morrow or Paul? Pro- no, they would do like what they're doing on Roseanne and just flip flop the characters randomly. Just yeah, have them both on. Like like Rob Morrow goes to the bathroom, Paul Provenza comes back out. Just just- <laughs> Which, by the way, them doing that on Roseanne is really smart. Yeah, I think that's yeah. funny. They- they're, they really are doing that on there. Oh, on I, thought, yeah. I thought the girl from Scrubs was paying, playing another character. Oh, I, I took it as... No, no, they they're were, both playing Becky. They're, they're both just playing like, Becky, really? Yeah. They did that even on towards the I end. Think like they were, I could be way wrong. On the old episode when they were at uh, Disneyland, Becky goes to the bathroom and comes back and it's Sarah Chalk or whatever. They're like, oh, you look different. And they're like, yeah, they did that a couple times. Just Really? Yeah. All right, listen, I'll tell you all what Operation Northwoods is. It's my little project. I go to Will's Northwoods in Chicago, get real drunk. And just talk a whole bunch of shit to Packer fans and see how many I can fight. <laughs> Which turns out to be all of them. All of them. Yeah. Every yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, I will take those motherfuckers. <laughs> to my bedroom. <laughs> you guys Packer fans? <laughs> I'm a Packer myself. That was Kevin. And if uh, anyone heard that said, that was Kevin. It was all right, me. well, if we haven't confused you enough, let's actually get into what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The short, the short and the sweet of it was, it was a false flag operation against... Communist-led Cuba. Uh, that the, the Cuban government was Mr. Was, Fidel Castro. If you've heard of him, um, it wasn't all just Cuban sandwiches yeah. and Maraca music. Yeah, uh, it, it was. They were actually up to some bad stuff. So we decided, uh, you know what, we'd like to be down there. We want to get in on this yeah. liberating the masses. Right. It, it, and it originated with the the Department of Defense and the Joint Chiefs of Staff of the United States government and back in 62. And the proposal called for the CIA and or other U.S. government operatives to commit acts of terrorism against American civilians and military targets, blaming it on the Cuban government and using it to justify a war against quote-unquote Cuba. Cuba. Now, I say quote-unquote because we're really, yes, that was going to be a war against Cuba, but... Really, it was a war against communism vis-a-vis a war against Russia. Right. I mean, when you consider a war against you know, an, an island. Yeah. yeah. No, back in the U.S., back in the U.S., back in the USSR. Of course, aren't we all we ain't gonna have any of that islands shit music of differing sizes? Uh, Paul McCartney just literally showed up at the door and gave us a cease and desist for yeah. that. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, well, and I'm peeing down my leg because there's Paul McCartney. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. Which is one of the reasons uh, why he had to get a new mattress. <laughs> <laughs> so well, the plans of said false flag included the possible assassination of Cuban people, sinking a boats of Cuban refugees on the high seas, hijacking planes, 
blowing up a U.S. ship and orchestrating violent terrorism in U.S. cities. Holy crap. And the proposals were rejected, thank God, by one John F. Kennedy. Good call. Good call. Jack to you. Yeah, that's right. So why the hell did we want to do this? Well, reasons. <laughs> this is is what your CIA or your parents growing up were, were one to say. Reasons. I because I said so. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So if it didn't sound bad enough, as it were, there are there are maybe more justifiable reasons. Yeah. If you can say that any of this is justifiable and then some really bad non-justifiable. Well, reasons. So, well, let's look. So at the time of this proposal, communists led by Fidel Castro had just taken over power in Cuba recently. And the operation proposed creating public support for a war against Cuba by blaming terrorist acts on them and it would be perpetrated by the u.s government but hey that's just semantics. boy guys we really need a reason to go down there can't anybody think of anything uh hemingway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those I'm, cats have thumbs they, they fucking do so to this end you know of reasons the proposals recommended hijacking and bombings followed by the introduction of phony evidence that would implicate the cuban government so what they've found the memo stated, yeah, they found that they stated the desired resultant from the execution of this plan would be to place the United States in the apparent position of suffering defensible grievances from a rash and irresponsible government of Russia of Cuba. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and to develop an international image of a Cuban threat to peace we in call the it, Western Hemisphere. We call that a Freudian slip. Yeah, right. But the powers that be didn't stop there. And the powers that be meaning everyone in the government other than uh, JFK at that moment in time, it seems Good like. Good old Jack. Where, where'd they go from there, John? Several other proposals were included in this thing, including real and simulated actions against various U.S. military and civilian targets. Which means people were going to die. Right. They wanted to bl- They wanted to explode bombs in Miami. Yes. Yes. Period. End of story. That was one of the ideas. They wanted to sink United States military vessels. They called it a communist Cuban terror campaign in Miami and other Florida cities and even in Washington, D.C. itself. So obviously this was thought up by Washington outsiders and the people close to the president stopped it as soon as they caught wind of it. Right, John? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm being told that that's not the case. Uh uh, what what's the case, John? The plan was drafted by the Joint Chiefs of Staff, signed by Chairman Lyman Limnitzer, <laughs> and sent to the Secretary of Defense. And then he he said, "Nope, nope, that's that's not going to work." No, he sent it to the president. <laughs> Robert McNamara sent this to the president. Hey, take a look at this. I'm in on it. Although part of the U.S. government's anti-communist Cuban project, Operation Northwoods, was never officially accepted, it was authorized. It was authorized authorized by the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Thank God, rejected by JFK. According to release documents, none of the operations became active under Operation Northwoods, but they almost did. Yeah. Fun, right? And that's according to documents that they didn't become active. (laughs) Right. Exactly. That's what's on the checks and balances, right? That's what's on paper. We want to go to war in Cuba. Let's fake some terrorism and drum up support. And this made it all the way up the food chain, what, what we're saying, to the present before it was nixed. Well, at least the people below him reacted well to being denied, right? I mean, they're like, yeah, okay, well, the president doesn't want any part of that, so. so I, no, no. So that's fine. No, no wait, no, wait, they, they, wait. I'm being told again that that's not right. They actually conspired to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that goes back to our earlier 
much earlier episode on the assassination of JFK. Uh oh, are you saying we're tying in? Some people just need to learn how to accept rejection and move on. <laughs> it's not me, it's you. I want to go to war with Cuba. I want to kill innocent hum- human beings in America. But, but before we get into the conspiracies behind the conspiracy, oh yeah, that's, that's deep. deep. Yeah, thank you. Let's talk about why we'd want to go to war with Cuba. We don't. It's the same not reason like, we wanted to go to war with Vietnam, and the same reason we were in Afghanistan in the eighties. Exactly, and Korea, we, and yeah. <laughs> it's it's essentially Iran. Well, I guess on the surface you could say that the domino theory, right? And the Red Scare. The the you let you you one domino falls, and then mm-hmm. communism continues to spread. This takes it up a notch because it's ninety miles away. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. foothold into America, and this is pre-Cuban Missile Crisis. So the Cuban Missile Crisis was later that Just year. barely. <laughs> yeah. So it is drumming up a lot. War is coming to a head, and we are looking this for is, any reason this to is strike our, a blow. This is our... This is the Cold War before the Cold War. This is a, this is a hot war. This is our attack back at Russia. We, this is actually us going at Russia. This has nothing to do... with Cuba's a pawn in our game, in our chess game with Russia. Which is interesting because we're saying we're going to go towards Russia by invading Cuba or, or, or doing this false flag operation. Mm-hmm. And then Russia, we don't do it. And then Russia's like, hey man, let's put some fucking missiles on Cuba. And then we have the Cuban Wouldn't Missile Crisis. would it be interesting right. to look at this and think of, well, if they had, what would have been the outcome? Would the Cuban Missile Crisis have, have been averted? Or would it have escalated past even being able to use that as a stop-go before war, uh, meaning would this well, have caused war with Russia? I think that, well, you, you can't say, right? Yeah. But I, I think the reason that the Cuban Missile Crisis, thankfully, uh, was de-escalated, a big reason was John F. Kennedy. And uh, he, he had his generals saying, you need to fucking bomb the fuck out of them, mm-hmm. you need to nuke them. And he's like, we're going to wait, and we're going to wait, and we're going to wait. And he was patient, and then we got out of it. Some people argue that it made no sense that Khrushchev just turned around and put his tail between his legs and went home, uh, that war was coming to a head and that because he did, it was kind of odd. And then it wasn't that much later that Kennedy got a bullet in his skull. So if, uh, if Kennedy had okayed, operation, allegedly uh, uh, a lot of people say he spontaneously exploded, combusted, yeah. right? Uh, exploded. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, if, uh, if he had okayed operation Northwoods, the Cuban Missile Crisis never happens. Is he never? Is he eventually never assassinated? Is that the know. same for the <laughs> Vietnam War though? As well, they they wanted more escalation in Vietnam. We were already there when Kennedy and Kennedy would not. He was trying to dial it back. Is it the same thing? It could be. Listen, we got this guy named Johnson, and we got this other guy named Nixon who are just itching to bomb the planet. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's see uh, let's see where that goes. It's a lot of speculation. We're going to run to break. And when we come back, we're going to get into even more speculation as it's as we're wanting to do. Hour. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to get into the conspiracy side of things and away from this whole, uh, this actually happened because I feel kind of dirty. I don't know. It's almost as if you've been doing too much science. Too much science. Is that possible? <laughs> I feel a little dirty telling the truth that's actually unequivocally truth. We're going to get to the, our bread and butter conspiracies when we come back on Hysteria 51. I can't wait to make baseless accusations at multiple important individuals. Wow. It's like we're married. I, I didn't wait. <laughs> Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Mm, je m'appelle David. 
You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, it, they design it for long-term retention, you know, it, and yeah. uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and, there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're 50% off. (laughs) Rashate. (laughs) Redeem it. 50% 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to him, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash 
Hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. And we are back, nation. It is 10 p.m. Do you know where your government is? <laughs> where is your president? Oh, what do Shane I have to answer Fox to that? News exactly. McDonald's. <laughs> exactly. Tweeting. Hopefully not writing memos about which of your own cities they'd like to blow up. But that's what they were doing in 1962, kids. Release the memo. Release the hounds. Release, <laughs> release the operation. I think this Operation Northwood sounds like a brilliant idea. It's the best idea I've ever heard. <laughs> so, but the, before this the break, fills in we, that's, to, yeah, go ahead. I'm, before the break, we're talking about <laughs> my head's full of it everything. Right now. Everything we talked Sorry. about was true. I mean, literally, the government wrote up a couple memos that were approved by the Joint Chiefs of Staff that said, "Hey, let's blow up some cities. I'm not the entire city, let's but let's kill ex- some people. Let's and, kill some people. Yeah, Let, let's uh, let's take out some government, some uh, military targets. Let's do everything that." We need to do to have enough reason to go to war with Cuba vis-a-vis Russia. Let me get this right. You're saying that our government uh, produces memos that are full of shit? (laughs) But accurate shit. (laughs) Well, I don't know if it was full of shit. It was full of, uh, well, shit. But if that you, they wanted to do. But if you send it to them to validate, they will take a Sharpie and write in big block letters, <laughs> bogus. Bogus. <laughs> yeah. bogus. Man, I remember that. I was on that episode, I, I think. Whenever I hear bogus, I always think of- You were. We just edited you out. I always think of uh, Monster Squad, Damn where uh, <laughs> Frankenstein in there, bogus. And I, I just, I <laughs> that movie is fucking great. Oh, it is an amazing movie. If you don't know what we're talking about, the Majestic 12 episode, uh, there are- uh, the Majestic 12 was a supposed clandestine group looking for UFOs, and there was a supposed memo from President Truman starting said group. MJ-12 meeting later today. Tote's going to be there. Tote's going to be there. <laughs> OMG. Hash, hashtag can't wait. Yeah. Um, woot, and- woot. Holla at your juggalo. <laughs> when the FBI got a hold of the, uh, uh, got a hold of the memo instead of, instead of just ignoring it like they, mostly ignore conspiracy type of stuff they wrote in big block letters bogus across the now can i just point out something as we are telling these stories and everyone's participating kevin is turned away looking at my little book of big breasts just staring at naked women (laughs) hey dad i was hoping to be on this episode and not have that brought up so that i could like show this to my friends and family kevin's kevin's perversions i apologize just you know it is a yeah. cool book, isn't it? If you guys look it up, a little book it's of big pretty great. Can, awesome. uh, can I offer that regardless of the mention of, of Kevin looking at naked women, you probably shouldn't play this for your friends and family? Just my two cents. <laughs> I mean, I already screwed up by playing them the one where I got racist, apparently. So, uh, you got racist. <laughs> our lowest rated uh, program ever. <laughs> Thanks, see, uh, thanks see, again for that. You see, I thought you were kidding to start, and now I'm getting self-conscious. Oh, no, so. no, 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 no. No, it was. No, he, he's serious. I'm dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> no, Just when you think we're going to take 100%. a left, we go back right. All right. So, y'all have a good, have a good night. Yeah, so this sounds crazy, but the revelation of the Operation Northwoods added to the cons- conspiracy that the CIA or LBJ or a combination of the two 
was the organizer of the JFK assassination. As we all know from our JFK episode, but not, unfortunately, from our high school textbooks, at least not at, at my high school, even the U.S. government agrees that there was a conspiracy to kill Kennedy. Right. Congress uh, convened a special panel in the late 70s uh, mm-hmm. to determine if there was a conspiracy there, and they determined that both the assassination of Martin Luther King and of JFK were, in fact, conspiracies. Yeah. It w- was it because he would not play ball in Operation Northwoods? The prob- And the problem with this, we'll get into, we'll get into that. <laughs> the problem with determining why somebody had JFK killed is yeah. there were so many reasons. Yeah, throw, uh, throw a dart. a dart and see what sticks. Yeah. Was it because that? Was it because he was sleeping with all these women? Was <laughs> it because he was sleeping with all these women and giving them secrets? Was it because of his brother who was then later? I mean, the list goes on and on and his on. His brother, on. uh, prosecuting the mafia. Right. Like, well, was it because we, general? Was going it because we wouldn't go full on into Vietnam. Right. Also true. Right. Was it because so, the mafia rigged certain states and then he turned around and prosecuted the mafia? Yeah. Right? Even though they won him the election. So yeah. back yeah. back in the 70s, the U.S. government had the Church Committee, which was the United States Senate Select Committee to study government operations with respect to intelligence activities. <laughs> you that is okay a, uh, <laughs> some oxygen? No, I mean, that is a crazy uh, oh, a name. Oh, boy. So... Gaton Fonzi, hey, I believe speaking of crazy names, Gaton Fonzi, hey, was hired as a researcher in 1975 by the Church Committee and by the House of Representatives. So Fonzi, hey, obtained testimony from Antonio Viciani or Viciana that Viciana had once seen his CIA contact, who Fonzi, hey, established was David Atlee Phillips, conferring with one man whose name might ring a bell. Lee Harvey Oswald. So through his research, Fonzie became convinced that Philip had played a key role in the assassination of President Kennedy and that as part of the assassination plot, Phillips had actively worked to embellish Oswald's image as a communist sympathizer. He further concluded that the presence of a possible Oswald impersonator in Mexico City at the same time Oswald himself was there may have been orchestrated by Phillips. Okay. This is a lot of hubbub and we do explain a lot of this in our JFK episode. My head hurts. Yeah, back up. Uh, Oswald impersonator. What kind of person is in Mexico City? It's like, you know... I gotta, I gotta get a fucking gig going. I gotta get a gimmick. And you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna be a 23 year old communist sympathizer, uh, dark hair, spend some time in Russia. I'm gonna impersonate Lee Harvey Oswald before the Kennedy assassination. Actually, have, so, have you ever gone to Vegas and gone off the strip? Yeah. Um, kind of like in Vegas vacation where, uh, he takes them off strip for the buffet. Uh huh. If you go to a, a, a casino like that, instead mm-hmm. of an Elvis impersonator, mm-hmm. they actually have Lee Harvey Oswald impersonators. <laughs> oh, okay. The whole, the whole thought of this is that, for this being wasn't that Lee Harvey Oswald was just some he was a patsy but was some nobody no Lee Harvey Oswald they think was a government spook and he was for the CIA right working as a counter spy with Russia and so they portrayed him as a communist sympathizer because he was a quote unquote patsy and the whole Lee Harvey Oswald look like some people say was the one who was actually shot and killed and the real Lee Harvey Oswald left on a plane. Wait a minute. And, There's uh, a conspiracy that Lee Harvey Oswald is still alive. Like the well, Lee Harvey. Oswald. I mean, he would be uh, probably maybe dead uh, by yeah, now. Yeah, but, but like he's 24. Well, that 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 Lee Harvey Oswald 79. flew out on a yeah. 
Air Force plane that was diverted, and that's I don't even want to get down that. Sorry, point. sorry. Uh, the point of it is, there is talk that you know all this stuff happened with Oswald and the CIA and all of this with Kennedy. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Doesn't stop there though. You got all these guys here, and it, why does this have anything to do with it? Well, if Lee Harvey Oswald was one of the people that actually was the assassin or anything like that. It had to do with him spying on Russia. And he was either a Russian sympathizer, as they said, or a spy. And they used that whole ploy as one of the reasons that they could kill Kennedy, or they used it as just a, uh, a throwaway. I mean, it's just part of the whole conversation of who killed Kennedy. How did it go? It, they all intertwine. You can't talk Operation Northwoods without talking about the assassination of Kennedy. So basically the CIA said, we want to kill Kennedy because he, he's not playing ball. Mm-hmm. And then they came up with the kind of over elaborate or necessarily elaborate plan of taking this patsy to get to kill kennedy to divert who they went out of their way if that's true to paint him in this communist light this either a communist synthesizer synthesizer or like or this cia spook who then turncoat and was working with the uh the uh communists and then assassinated so would you say that it that the CIA created a false flag operation of fake communist uh, assassinate of a fake communist assassination attempt and success against the president to uh, generate. Uh, Maybe I mean it's just it's just one of the tangents you can go down, but it doesn't stop there. There's all kinds of tangents you can go down. Acast powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. Hello, everyone. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I'm Jenna Brister. And we are back for season two of a very merry, iconic podcast. We're going to be diving into your favorite holiday movies, recapping them and going on a few tangents. Yes. And it's the end of the world as we know it. So why not close out 2020 with a bunch of episodes of Holiday Recap with us? So we hope Mm -hmm. everyone grabs a cup of eggnog. And a fistful of candy. Cook that bird and Doritos. The oven. We don't care what you're into. Just join us. Grab your bed wine. Grab your couch cocoa. We're getting lit on the holiday movies. We'll be doing 10 recap episodes. So subscribe to A Very Merry Iconic Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And find us on social media at A Very Merry Iconic Podcast on Instagram. And we'll have all the updates there. A-Cash, 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 in 1967. There was a war between Israel and Egypt, but it's, I think it was called the Six Day War. Okay. And, uh, we sent, uh, just one ship over not to participate in the war. It was the USS Liberty, just basically to intercept communications, not spy, but literally sit there. Like it was, everyone knew we were there. Like we just sent it over. It sat, sat there in the water just to kind of listen to the radio. Uh, the problem is the Israeli fighter jets started shooting at it. They bombed the Liberty. Uh, then, then and this was the U.S. ship. This was the yes. U.S. ship. Wow. Then they sent a torpedo at it. It was attacked for hours, hours upon hours upon hours. This is all documented. This is all true. Uh, since then, is- Israel has paid us millions upon millions of dollars in reparations, has apologized. Uh, and the official story is that they misidentified the liberty as a Egyptian ship. And that's what happened. Now, conspiracy theorists say 
that they were trying to sink it and that they, they were then going to tell the story that the Egyptians did it to drink, to bring us in to the six day war and help defeat Egypt. <laughs> but the, the deeper conspiracy, my friends, is that Johnson ordered it. Johnson ordered it as a false flag to bring us in so we could go take over the Middle East. And this is just a continuation of uh, establishing our dominance overseas, taking over, defeating communism wherever it sits, really? and uh, and also taking over uh, any kind of natural okay. resources we could find. But the point being that throughout all of the 60s, all of these things tying together, whether it be the assassination of Kennedy, whether it be the attack on the USS Liberty, whether it be Operation Northwoods, all of this shit kind of percolating together and our, 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 our fair and wonderful government trying to take over the world. If you believe it. Same thing we do every night. <laughs> That's right, Brian. <laughs> Jay, Brian, why on day tonight? <laughs> uh, well, <clears throat> you know. That's a bunch of bullshit. And, uh, this is Kevin speaking. Sorry. This is my own opinion. Uh, and, you know, I think it's somewhat ironic to say that we're going to bomb a boat, uh, to get Americans into the six day war. Well, you better fucking hurry. <laughs> There's not a lot of time left. I don't think they pre-named it the six day war. Like, I, I don't well, think they were they sitting, were, <laughs> they were looking at their, their history books and they go, you know, it turns out. This uh, you free. bomb a boat and they get they get all worked up and will join a war. So uh, <laughs> Lusitania. You know, yeah, they, we, we just uh, we just, uh, or or uh, a little thing called Pearl Harbor. You know, and so maybe they're just that like, was uh, multiple. Boats. But how do you fail at sinking a ship? I mean, well, maybe they, they didn't. They want had it. it by itself for hours. It's it's what? one of those things where the big like the big brother is just sitting there with the little brother, you know, holding out his hand against the little brother's <laughs> right? forehead, like, <laughs> just swinging <laughs> like boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it's like just missing. It, it, it is amazing though that after being after being um uh sh- shot at by numerous fighters, after being bombed by a bomber, and after a torpedo literally going through the hull of the ship, only thirty four sailors died. Right. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Um. No, no matter no matter what the reason for it, the fact that the Liberty didn't sink and that most survived is absolutely amazing. So the, the thing is, when you look at this, like you're looking at, at Lyndon B. Johnson, and he's got his whole speaking of Johnson, he's got his whole hand in the the proverbial conspiracy cookie jar, and it doesn't stop there though. There's the fact no, that JFK JFK was seriously considering dropping Johnson from the ticket in favor of. Uh, it was like, I think North Carolina Governor Terry Sanford, should Kennedy run in 64. Who went on to have a very successful TV show with his son. <laughs> oh, it's the worst one. This is the big one. I'm dying. You get out, Elizabeth. I'm coming to join you, honey. Oh. <laughs> it's been cited as a possible motive for Johnson's complicity in the assassination. And Kennedy's own personal secretary, Evelyn Lincoln, wrote in her book, Kennedy and Johnson, that President Kennedy had told her that Lyndon B. Johnson would be replaced as vice president. Why? Wow. Because he's a little bit too... He sits in a room and goes, 
Good. 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 Except he says it good. Good. He's done awful things to people, and he'll do awful things to you. For the listeners out there, um, <clears throat> Lyndon Baines Johnson, fascinating uh, person. Uh, if anybody's interested in Lyndon Baines Johnson, you should look at the Robert Carroll books, The Years of Lyndon Johnson, on LBJ, uh, of which there are four. We're waiting on the fifth one. Some of the best writing you'll ever read, and also very insightful into not only Lyndon Johnson, but how people deal with power. Thank you. But right. do they talk about all the false flag operations that he ordered? No, they're good books. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so what you're saying is you're not going to find them on my uh, my. Yeah, they're not on this bookshelf shelf. behind me here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Does it have lots of pretty pictures? Uh, well, Lyndon Johnson wasn't that pretty. <laughs> Does it have lots of pictures? Uh, in the middle. I'll read the middle. All right. It's easy to say those around him were not happy with him. JFK. This is what I'm talking about. He was bagging chicks that we talk about. He was making a bad image for the office. He was poo-pooing on the plans to stop to, to stop communism, the, the CIA, the Joint Chiefs. He was Catholic. <laughs> that so a lot of people say, 86 of them, get someone in there that will play ball. Well, guess who was willing to play ball? Lyndon Johnson. He was a warmonger, just like all the other people at that time. They smoked in their in their leisure suits and went more, much more Millard Fillmore esque. <laughs> that short little bastard callback. So is it it's a callback? Is it believable that the um, the unwillingness, I guess, to play ball with uh, Operation Northwoods leads to JFK's death, or is it just BS drummed up by board conspiracy theorists? Like John, what do you think? Like. Can you I, see one leading to the other? or I certainly can see it. The, the problem I, I started to mention earlier is it's not um, did JFK give them a reason. It's which reason did they take him up on? Right. I, I mean, if you want a conspiracy theory to sink your teeth into and find good, valid points like why this could be true, take the JFK assassination. Right. There, there is, there are so many tangents and rabbit holes to go down as to why so many different groups wanted him dead. I mean, I've mentioned this in our JFK episode. I, it's one of the conspiracy theories that I full on, full bore believe in. Mm-hmm. And, but what I don't know for sure is which conspiracy yeah. is the reason he like was killed. Like we alluded to, like it's hard to say because he, Rub so many people the wrong way. I don't think it's Marilyn Monroe stuff. I don't think it's mafia stuff. But the 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 struggle for power, whether it be internally or internationally, is definitively at the root of it. Kevin, do you see it as a? uh, Do you see it as the? This is why he was killed, or or was it just? Well, he didn't do that. But moving on. Uh, Well, if if you're talking about. Operation Northwoods. Um, uh, to be honest, no, I don't. I don't think that's why. But uh, there was so much going on, and and it, really, the JFK assassination. Uh, it's like the mother of all conspiracy theories. I think uh, it because, as John was saying, it it just spawns. There are too many rabbit holes. You can just go so right. many ways. I mean, uh, just not long ago, Quincy Jones was saying it was the fucking Chicago mob who did it. So now right. we're going to go down that. Um, so do I think it was Operation? Wait, 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 wait. Quincy Jones? Yeah, he just gave an interview uh, not long ago, and in, in which he uh, <clears throat> he said he knew who killed JFK. And he also said that Marlon Brando and Richard Pryor had sex in the 70s. Yeah, I read that. With which, each other? Yeah. And which Pryor's wife said, absolutely, Pryor's daughter said, this is horseshit. Ooh, fun. I'll be the mummy. 
<laughs> right. Uh, her uh, uh, Richard Pryor's widow said that it's true. It's the seventies. Uh, you do enough cocaine, you fuck a radiator, and you send it flowers. That's in the a morning. direct quote. Yeah. <laughs> so the other thing was, she said that not only did he do it, he kept very, uh, very detailed diaries over all of his escapades, and she's going to be releasing them as a book. To which the, do- the it's no secret if you look into it that the daughter and the the widow do not get along, which is fine. That's um, normal. But the thing is, it, it surprises me because he was known to be dating and having sex with a transvestite in the 70s. And he was out about that. So why is it so bad? Because and Brando was known to have sex with men. He, yep. they, Brando would have sex with anyone, they said. So it's so weird that that her his daughter got so worked up on this. I don't know. Well, knows? yeah. I, and um, uh, Richard Pryor uh, was a bisexual, which is yeah. totally cool. And um, it was just such a funny combination <laughs> of, of icons. Not that there's anything <laughs> wrong that with it. Wrong with that. <laughs> so uh, my father's gay. My. Not my real father. <laughs> That's a Seinfeld quote. <laughs> Ryan, you had some distinct thoughts on this. What do you think? What What's your thoughts on this whole this whole thing? I mean, I think that it's a reminder that the ends don't ever justify the means. It's, I mean, it's kind of disconcerting how far up the ladder it got, uh, before, you know, somebody with common sense and, you know, an ounce of morals took a look at the proposal and put it. Morel? A, a, they had, they had, you know, what did they have? Morels, I think you said they had oh, uh, mushrooms. mushrooms. Yeah. Okay. okay yeah. Go yeah. Go some go good go mushrooms. Go. Um, somebody with common sense. What's the mushroom? And an ounce of morals. <laughs> I, how, how, now I'm overthinking how to pronounce that. <laughs> no, no, I was just making <laughs> and a, morels, a poor joke. <laughs> like, came in and put a kibosh on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took ha- President Harry Truman to stand up to General MacArthur and deny a request for 34 nukes. <laughs> and eventually, you know, have to fire him because he was being a little pissant about it. Uh, <laughs> I get a little uppity when it comes to nukes, too, so I understand it. But yeah, but usually, I'm, usually I get uppity in, like, the opposite direction. <laughs> Downity? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Got it. Okay. I mean, you know, given his foibles and like, you know, the kind of stories, the apocryphal stories you hear about JFK, it's hard. It's, sometimes it's strange to consider him as a moral arbiter of all things. Yeah. Looking at this whole story and he's the moral compass kind of thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you there. But, you know, a desire to avoid, you know, escalating the Cold War and rejecting the this proposed false flag operation and his eventual reaction to the Cuban Missile Crisis. Which was the same year, just later. Yeah. Um, like, it seems like that's kind of becoming more and more rare in the world's leaders. Um, he's not without fault, but I guess I'm choosing to be an optimist about this and give credit to Kennedy for his strength in rejecting what was probably at the time a much more simple but much more terrible solution than the one we ultimately got with Cuba. Uh, I, I just want to point out one thing. Um, I'm the only one on this show that is going to use large and inane words in the future. So things like foibles and apocryphal, that's my territory. Um, if you could avoid that in the future, it would be much appreciated. Thank yeah, you. God says turn the other cheek and Candy turned the other cheek. And I respect him for that. How's that? <laughs> much you, you better. You know Ryan was Southern? <laughs> That's fucked up. You don't listen to the show, do you? Well, no, no, not no, no. We, we learned that on the episode that no one else did either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny, like you said, to to look at this as as JFK. You don't really think of him. You don't exactly think of him as the moral compass, but 
in this case, thank God he did. But it was a different time. Like looking at communism at that time, really looked at it as like the world's either going to be a democracy or communism, and it could have went either way. So to have him say we're not going to do this speaks volumes. Is it why he was assassinated? Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. I'm sure it didn't help. I'm sure the plans were probably already falling into place, uh, you know, before this and after this, of course. Later that year was, like we said, the Cuban Missile Crisis. It didn't help any of that stuff to be happening. The conspiracies on this one are non-ending and abounding, but it's one of those things. Operation Northwoods really did happen. It really was a false flag proposed. We were really going to hurt, kill our own people, including civilians and military, and thankfully JFK said no. I would like to point out that our our government, the U.S., the United States government, learned a very, very valuable lesson that I think that they have they've stuck with to this day uh, since Operation Northwoods. We could take Israel in a fight if you're going. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. If you're going to do horrible things, don't write it down. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's the gift that follows you no matter where you travel to, John. (laughs) The gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. That's our thoughts, Nation. What are yours? How can they tell us, John? They can get on Hysteria Nation. That is our chat group on Facebook. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Hysteria Nation, uh, you just go to Facebook, search Hysteria Nation, join the conversation. Uh, one of our members, Sarah Hearn, came in second place in our earlier contest for suggesting who we have the first place still here sitting Howdy. here with us today uh, for suggesting topics. She suggested this one. So thank you, Sarah. That's right. And don't forget, hop on Twitter at Hysteria 51 pod. You can also check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Hysteria 51. You can find extra episodes on there. Episodes of our previous show, Rad or Fad, that's no longer anywhere. Lots of goodies, t-shirts. Be Rad a guest, or Fad. Be a guest on the show. It's, it's it was lot. a fad. We use we use that money that we get from Patreon for hosting and travel and setting up meet and greets and going to places like when when I went to Kansas City. It, it helps quite a bit, and we appreciate it. The other thing you can do, leave us a voicemail, 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. 7277. We got two of them to play. One of them's short. One of them's a little bit longer. Here we're going to go with the first one. Hey guys, this is Megan from Grace Lake. Just giving you a call. Megan from Grace Lake? That's all we got. <laughs> it literally cut out. Uh, did it cut out? Or yeah. did she just want to let us know that she, she was, she was just giving us a call? Hey guys, this is Megan from Grace Lake. Well, just, just giving you a call. Well, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Hey guys. Uh, big gulps. All right. <laughs> no, Megan, uh, unfortunately, kind of, we don't know what happened there. So call back, leave us a, a message. I was excited. I think that might be our first girl to call in. I think it's all been guys before. So I don't know. It was a voice adjuster. Don't get too excited. That's true. We got one more. Here we go. Um, hey, guys. Your uh, show's great. I listen to you while I work. I tell my friends about your stuff and they think I'm weird. Fuck them, right? Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Find me on Facebook, I guess, Raziel Blanco. You probably can't spell that, but, you know. But yeah, I love your show, guys. Bye. <laughs> 
I love that guy. I don't know if he knows how to spell it because he didn't even <laughs> offer it. Uh, you probably can't spell that. I think he found those mushrooms but, you were talking about but, earlier, right? Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, welcome to the family, no, my friend. Hilarious. I love it. I that love was it. a great you'll voicemail. Fit, you'll fit right in. I tell my friends about you. They think I'm weird. <laughs> now you know how my friends and family have felt for years. Wubba lubba dub dub! Ah, guys, Ryan, thanks a ton for coming back on the show. You're a three-peat now. So yeah, three lowest rated episodes. So I when we go to honored. jail, you're an accomplice. I think that's how that works, right? Is that, it's is definitively it? how it works. Yeah. What does that make me? If I leave early, do I actually? Still, uh, we could make him the pa- the patsy. That's Speaking true. Speaking of, yeah, I'm a patsy. Yeah, guys, how's your, how's uh, your Russian? <laughs> do you have you ever been to Mexico City? <laughs> I've never Duh. been to Mexico City, but he does look a little bit like Lee Harvey Oswald. That's true. That's Yet. true. Yet I am a white boy. I am white man. It is fine. He once said he used a book as a suppository, not book depository, but it sounds similar. And smarter. <laughs> That's how you get it. That's Ow. You, uh, so you use books, right? Yeah. yeah. No. Ow. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin, thank you once again. You're you're quickly uh, climbing up the ranks. That I mean, one day you and you and Joe Peck are probably just going to have to fight. Well, I'll lose that fight, but you are a worthy opponent. Hey, That's maybe the best w- compliment I've ever had. <laughs> maybe one of these days you'll get your own dynamic drop-in to start. That's my life goal. Oh, man. Oh, you know, We already have it. I, it's just someone sitting in a corner going, <laughs> <laughs> and then it just cuts into Kevin. How did you guys record me doing that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, it was at your house your first night in your new mattress. <laughs> oh, man. Man, and what a night. That's Casper Mattresses, Casper.com, slash 51. Boom. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, thank you, guys. I mean, it's a, it's it's weird for us to talk something John and I were talking about before that's actually affirmative, a hundred percent, and still is so kooky and out there. I don't. I, I'm uncomfortable with it. <laughs> talking about true things, I'm not. Well, and especially when they're as heinous as this. This is true and evil. Well, then I don't know what to tell you. That's very bad news, Jack. And I look. Uh, I hope you guys make a better decision next time. <laughs> So with that said, I've been Brent. I've been Ryan. I've been Kevin. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. (laughs) Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.